on this week's episode of Bungalow on the Bus. Brandon, where are we hanging out? La Jetée in Ivanhoe Village. It's a boutique perfume shop. We smell good. I do, and looking good. Welcome to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the Bus, John Busdecker. And I've got a problem that only some teenage investigators can solve. Brendan O'Connor from Bungalower and the Bus. I think you just want to be with Shaggy all by yourself. I like Shaggy. Yeah? You're a Shaggy man or a Fred man? Fred had the cravat. Uh-huh. I did like that. A little, His little dicky. What are your thoughts? <laughs> Can I say that on the radio? We've said it worse on the radio. Right. <laughs> I'm more of a. I think I'm more of a Velma man myself yeah, over here. I, is it is Velma Daphne? a redhead? Yeah. Uh, no, that's Daphne. I Velma's think. a little lesbian. So uh, oh, okay. You'd be endlessly disappointed. Well, then, in that I don't know if that is. I don't know if that is said in the show. Yeah, we know it's, it's, it's said in the show. You must have watched a different Scooby Doo than me. It's we, implied. You need to learn how to read haircuts. Too. Okay. Uh, here on Bungalow in the Bus, we talk about all the top headlines in Orlando's downtown bungalow neighborhoods including ivanhoe village where we are tonight yeah we are at la jete perfumerie i'm glad you said that because i would have messed that up i said that well yeah i'm french and we're with uh joey todd hey joey how are you i'm good joey's the owner yeah joe's part owner or or owner owner i'm the owner owner okay i have a partner okay part owner miss natalia Mm -hmm. uh uh Femme Fatale from Russia, <laughs> yeah, who's beautiful. And tell us a little bit about this, Joey. It's gorgeous in here. Thank you. Yeah, um, just a bit of a passion project. You know, these are a lot of very hard to find, like niche perfumes. Um, and that's the hook, right? Because there's yeah. there's only two like full time actual perfume shops in the state. There are technically uh, like boutique perfumeries like this. There's one called Osme in Miami, uh, which is great friend Maurice down there, uh, which he actually carries a lot of the same brands. I mean, we have some varieties, but uh, he has a lot of the same stuff. And then pretty much from here to like Washington State, uh, there's one There's one in Dallas. Uh, there's a shop in like Beverly Hills, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's and these are brands that you can't. Yeah, this, ain't, yeah. this ain't Nautica. No, this, this isn't Davidoff. No, this isn't. Uh, uh, <laughs> That's wrong with Davidoff. No. Curve. Aber- this ain't cool water. Abercrombie Fierce. No, no, no. no these no. are like some of these you can't get anywhere else in the country. Uh, you can get most of these Don't ruin in a couple. Of them. Yeah. <laughs> you can get. Just you tell, can get. Tell people they can't get it anywhere else. No, come here and buy it. There are quite a bit that you can get at maybe two, three places uh, in the country. So I mean, that's, but they're that's, hard to find. That's pretty rare. Yeah, and they're, and they're they're perfume houses, just like there's fashion houses. Yeah, you can get perfume houses, and all I can think about are like those Vogue balls. And those Vogue dancers, they all name themselves after fashion houses. I'm wondering if they name themselves after perfume houses, too. They, they probably do. They probably do. Yeah, so where, where do you find these, these perfumes here? Uh, really, it's like sourcing from all around the world. Uh, just kind of starts with like reputation, the perfumists, the houses, just being educated on that. And then uh, that, was, that was really the hardest part of starting the entire shop was just procuring everything and like developing a relationship with all of these different houses. They're like incredibly exclusive. They want to know what they're being carried next to. Um, they want, What's you know, the shelf like look whole, like you're going to put yeah, it They on. want a whole portfolio. They want a no placement, stuff like that. They want like your firstborn. Son. <laughs> like, seriously, like your whole life story. Like, why did you, why are you into perfume? Like, is why, there, like what a is specific- it you like about our, you know, it's just, it's crazy. So, 
Jolie, is there like a specific type of like wholesale perfume license you have to get in order to do this? Like what? No, no. Um, you really just, I mean, I'm authorized with like every single house that's in here. So everything's authentic. It's, it's all like straight from, from the perfumeries. Yeah. This ain't the outlet store here. Oh. But, <laughs> but there's not, there's not like a license, but it's just, I mean, you have to be authorized <laughs> to sell all of these houses. Yeah. So there is like a contractual kind of a, a agreement with every individual house. Say no kiosk on I drive. <laughs> <laughs> no. And it's beautiful. It's your, the aesthetic in here is very nice. Very nice. There's record players. I, Thank I, you. It's very, very beautiful in Which, here. I got a question for you. What, what sort of separates like a, a good perfume to like a, like an amazing perfume? Uh, I mean, there, there's stuff that that's a bit subjective, um, but really it's just the quality of ingredients. So a lot of your baseline, like designer fragrances, I mean, it's a name and people associate luxury with those, like your Givenchy, your Dior, whatever. Those, their perfumes are all synthetic. They're, they're really terrible. You know, there are a few outliners <laughs> like a Tom Ford or like their Privé collections, like, you know, Louis Vuitton's new perfume line is, is really beautiful or like Armani Privé's. But that th that's just Sounds them like making rapping. it. <laughs> <laughs> We're so that's them making perfumes like somewhat on this level of ingredients. So like naturals, like pure essential oils. Um, and then when you're in the niche world, like like these houses, uh, stuff is really priced based off of off of ingredients. So you'll have stuff within the same houses, the same lines that you know one is two hundred dollars more than the other just because of ingredients. Yeah. But you might be more inclined or you know more you know the the least expensive one might speak to you more than the, it's just so, kind so, of so joe, I, actually, I got a question well, no, I, got, I, got I got a question, question. so joe schmo <laughs> joe schmo smelly joe schmo walks in here knows nothing knows nothing about cologne let's just call him brendan but he's got some money let's call him me yeah <laughs> okay it's me i smell what like what do you tell them what do you look for like what how do you walk someone through what to purchase yeah so the the experience in here i want to be like very curated, you know, not like you just walk into a department store and you're just at a loss. You know, I, I want it, I want it to be uh, kind of curated and I want to help them. So I'm just kind of find out what's the occasion, you know, what, what is it for? Um, is it what, what are you currently day? wearing? Like, yeah, is it business? Yeah. Is it, you want trying something? trying to woo a lover? Yeah, something <laughs> flirtatious, something attractive. Um, you want something sweet, gourmand? Do you want something fresh, like more of a fougere, like barbershop kind of style, classic? Fougere. Uh, and then it depends on the person. I mean, to be honest, you can, you can kind of gauge people. Like, there's people that walk in here and I'll take them right to, I mean, it's normally like the first bottle. I'm like, this is you. you is know? it like, so, a, <laughs> like a basic Betty bottle or are you just no, like, no, no, I got you pegged. I know what you're, I it's know like, what you're about. You know, because certain things can speak to your personality and kind of your, your style, your sense of style and stuff like that. We should um, do that later. We'll do a little Instagram and we'll see if you can peg me and John. Uh -huh, he's going to okay. send me to CVS. Which, like, just don't <laughs> get something there. You're just going to, you're not even worth it. And by the end, after you know, we it's played a around bit a bit more. last time you were in here. I did. It was such a fun, you took me on like a scent tour of what yeah, you had well, there you go. and there was this is this where i learned about oud no right? so, so wait uh, one more wood. question then we'll get to the headlines of, okay. of orlando so let's say i walk in here and uh i want to buy a, a bottle of perfume where, where should how, how much money should i bring in should i bring in 20 dollars, or is it going to be a little bit more than that it's, more it's than honestly it's honestly like i said it's dependent on i mean i, I what's think, an average maybe I have stuff in here that, I mean, everything that I carry in here is hand-selected, and mm -hmm. like I said, it's all curated, um, but I have stuff in here that's from, like, $95 to okay. $700. All right, all right. Um, it's a boutique perfume. Yeah, no, no, that's great. Mid, I mean, I think that's a good the range. Me, the median yeah. line 
with like really, you know, you're getting like a really beautiful, really high end bottle. It's going to be like 200 to okay. 300, somewhere right. in that and range. And it lasts a while. I mean, you're not dousing it on yourself when you're yeah. when you're well, wearing this perfume. Well, if it's good, perfume. you don't need to, right? That's true. I mean, perfume, they're, they're works of art, you know, so I, I look at it in that sense. I mean, it's almost like you're you bottled up this little piece of art. You can yeah. carry it with you. Like people really fall in love with quality perfume. Joey, um, some of them actually are pieces of art, right? There's some that have. I, th- like I think literally everything in here handcrafted is, is a piece of topper, art. especially yeah. Brendan over here. Yeah. Thank you, he's Brandon. a piece of something. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should start talking about our land. Oh, right. structure. Yeah, the the, bo- the bottles as well are Where beautiful. Where can people but, find out more information about La Jete? Uh, on our Instagram, uh, which is La Jete Orlando, and then our website is lajeteperfumery.com. And it's named after your favorite movie, right? It's not my favorite movie. But the Orlando Weekly did say that uh, mm-hmm. the the movie just kind of Le Jete was a it was a French sci-fi film, uh, Chris Marker from the '60s, and it's all like still frame photography with narration over it. Sci-fi, fantasy. And it kind of it plays into uh, like humans' interaction with time and how we cope with it, and I mean we essentially develop it, but you know how how you manage that uh, nostalgia and memories and regret Which is great and for every scent, right? like every other memory. thing. It kind of yeah, it kind of ties um, hand in hand with like perfume and the the whole tie to, to like your memory and everyone's different too. I mean, perfume's kind of beautiful in that way. Like it's invisible. You inhale it, travels over your brain tissue, hits an olfactory sensor, and you experience it based off of your memories and your experiences and your childhood and stuff like that. So that's why everything in here. That's why it's fascinating that people all want to smell the same and wear like Dior Sauvage or something. Right. Like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you come in here, it's like. That's what's beautiful too is sometimes people will smell something on someone that you know and they come in looking for it they're like where's this bottle my friend got it start showing him three or four other things and that's more you know of his his style or whatever um they're, they're very rarely ever get what their friend got you know so side note it also inspired 12 monkeys okay it did so the name you know. yeah. yeah well the film yeah the film yeah not like the 12 monkeys hanging so. out yeah do you want to talk about headlines with us Joey, you want to stick around? No, we're here. I mean, sure. We're all right. All right. We got him. We hooked him. <laughs> we're going to say, so we'll just go through. I'll bring things up and then Bre- you can just reply if you want to. Or- we sh- we sh- I need to ask you, Brendan, how was your week last week? Uh, I don't know, man. It was crazy. We all just right. did. We worked at Yelp event. I hung out with you yesterday. Got you drunk for free. I, I didn't get drunk. I had a few drinks. I handed up little gifts to people dressed as an elf. Yeah, we had a good time. Yeah, it was good. Cool. Um. All right, we got to get through the Omicron thing. All right. right. It's not a Transformer. No. It's the latest <laughs> variant coming to town. It's here in town now. They found it in the in, in the, the wastewater. In the I was going to say poo, but then I held back, but then you were going to say there it, you so go. I just said Did it. Did they really? That's how they find So, so the wastewater, that's how they test it. That's how they in, test it, Joey. Not just here in Orange County. I was aware over. of that. Yeah. yeah, they can figure out where the variants yeah. are by seeing what's in our poo. Yeah, wastewater. And it's like, who, who wants to be that person? <laughs> well, they ain't there with they ain't there like a, a, a gold they're not like sifting through Do it. You know, I actually I don't. There you might don't be. Know. Yeah, so they might be. Don't talk out of turn if you don't know what they're doing. Uh, Orange County is investing five hundred thousand dollars into empathy training. What is did that? you hear about this? No, I didn't. It's going to affect you because you work for the county. Okay. So the county's contracting with an engineering computer simulations group to provide empathy training simulation services to first responders, health services, corrections, family and community services, and the sheriff's office to support people in high stress environments and crisis intervention. So, like, training them how to deal with it or training them afterwards? I think to, to train, train them to not be a machine and an awful person. 
Is that a new? Is that a new thing? Like a human. Well, I don't think. I don't think that any. I mean, I don't think first responders are awful people. I I was a firefighter and medic for ten years, and we had we had empathy training. You did, Uh yeah. And that's been a thing. So you've gone through it. Yeah, Joey. What is what happens? What happens? It sounds like brainwashing to empathy training. Yeah. No, it's just. I mean, it's kind of just learning like your resources, your outlets, how to cope with certain things. I mean, um, but anytime you see something like. Anytime you see a trauma or go through something like that, there's always uh, like like a bit of like PTSD. But oh yeah, some definitely. people some people don't realize it. So having that training and and uh, you know that that kind of outlet to pick up on the, like I didn't realize. I mean, I haven't done firefighting since I was like 28. Uh, I didn't even realize the impact that it had on me psychologically for many years later. You know, I'm it's sure. Like four, I mean, when you I, go, I, to- I, I, I was desensitized and I became and I was extremely sensitive when I was a child. To the point that I was like, you know, if I respond to this or if I'm on this kind of call, like, will I be able to, will I be able to react? You know, like how, how will I react? What if I just freeze? You know, it's like getting nervous and I would just always perform and my training would kick in. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just learning how to recognize signs that, you know, something might have affected you and also what you said, not be a machine and an asshole. All I'm hearing is perfect topic to bring up because you were here. Oh, do you need do someone just do you need to take care of a client? No, no, He's been here before. All right. It's a, it's a, it's a bungalow. Yeah, yeah we're hanging out here. We're, the, the shop's open, so there's there's customers shop's coming open. in. It's us hanging yeah. out. Lulu, the yeah. shop dog's here looking beautiful. Yeah, it sure. sounds like a good program, though. I mean, like Joey said, you see a lot of things. You deal with a lot of things. I'm sure you see a lot of the same types of things, and maybe it's training like, okay, I've seen 50 people OD, but I, I need to treat the next one like it's their first one. Right. Right. And so, you know, you, you might get used to it, but, you know, every situation you go to is going to be different and you have to treat it that way. The things way. that are more frustrating aren't, aren't someone that's ODing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's always, that's why you're doing the job. Like, that's yeah. pretty sad. Uh, there's, there's other people who take advantage of the system that can turn you into, as you're saying, like an, a machine a or an asshole. Yeah. Like your frequent oh, flyers. That. We should have told you no cussing. <laughs> oh, is that? Is that, we'll that I thought that. Was, I thought that was like you know PG no. no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, yeah. I don't. I don't know. We hear you. We got you. Uh, okay, here's another one for you. Since because mm-hmm. John's with the county, he works for the sheriff's. Department. I do. I do. Oh, That's really? my main job. Yeah, I'm not a deputy job. though. I, I'm a civilian that works there. Okay. There's this thing called the Left for Dead Squad. Yeah, you guys, are you doing a piece on this? Uh, somebody already did in, in the office. Yeah, I've actually been busy with some other stuff, so I know sort of the details of this. But I've been so busy with other projects that I, I, I don't know. I wanted to hear what you thought yeah. about it. So it's a group of police detectives looking to solve 45 year old cold cases with, and it's like 35 murder victims. Yeah, over the last like a long time. Yeah, over 45 Mm -hmm. years. Uh, comprised of Orange County and OPD officers, and then this forensic anthropologist from the University of South Florida. And uh, it's just a really interesting thing. They're using new technologies like facial recognition and mm-hmm. biological profiling. Yeah, because I, I think they're really uh, honing in on uh, women mostly. Like uh, victims. women. Yeah, victims who are women who nobody knows who they are. So they don't know if they're uh, murder victims, although I think mo- all of them are. Uh, you know, who's their family? Who are they? Like, they don't have any idea who these people are. So they're trying to hopefully so find their families. Them. Yeah. Just oh like, because once you identify them, you can at least try to start working the case. Because if you have nowhere to go, if you don't even know who it is, you can't contact family. You can't do a timeline. None of that. So just like figuring out who they are is like the first step. And then, and then maybe the trying to hopefully 
piece together some right. things and then maybe hopefully solve it. But you got to figure out who they are first. Well, I like that. Yeah. Solving things with technology. Yeah. And 2022. that's, you know, that's something that they've been trying to work on a lot at the Orange County Sheriff's Office. We have a cold case unit, but Cause it, you guys just solved one. We did. Uh, well, I didn't, but they did. It was you. Yeah, no, it was not me. Yeah. 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 That was one 25 <laughs> year old uh, cold case that they solved based on um, blood and beer cans and DNA and all kinds of stuff. Beer it's, cans. Well, that's how they found the guy. He, uh, the they guy. matched, they matched it up with his They blood. figured out it could have been him. And then they stole a, a beer can. Out they didn't of steal trash. it. He threw it away and it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not I mean, private property anymore once it's on the curb so this was dna from so this current we, we, so i'll, I'll give you the quick gotcha. rundown i talked about this a few weeks ago there was a murder at a convenience store here in orange county 25 years ago and they didn't know who did it but there was two types of blood there so they knew one was the victim and the other was from somebody else and yeah. so as and technology else wasn't in the system then. it's crazy yeah yeah I, I, this is like all i watch on tv uh-huh. this is I exactly mean, I, what I, it was it's just like all i ever watch is just true crime and <laughs> yeah. murder mysteries and whatever but it's it's always mind-blowing when it's i mean it's 2021 like we've had this technology for quite a while it's like yeah. what have you been doing for the last but it like, takes time years? yeah it I does mean, but that's what's always crazy it's like we finally yeah. got around to testing the old gas station yeah. one it's this guy <laughs> yeah it's yeah. like can we just run them all like how many more are you sitting on no no so you can't just run them all because it takes so much time really? first of all there's Resources. homicides every day all the time and so those cases might be a little more um they might want to solve those ones a little bit faster so when you send yeah. them to the state they might not have time to do every single because there's from, a backlog yeah there's, there's a, a backlog and so it takes time and then i we don't think robots. they had the technology right away to, it wasn't just like there was a pool of blood yeah. they had to pull it from something and then they had to get the dna from that so anyway they matched it up to this person's mom and dad uh, and then they figured out it had to be one of their kids, and it turned wow. out it was one guy from Eustis. And so, when did they tap into like Ancestry.com? Yeah, 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 yeah. How old is this guy now? In his fifties. Yeah, so he's just been living life, just yep. living yep. life, and not and not committed enough of a crime to get his DNA into the system. Yeah. And so when they when they matched it with a beer can that he threw out, they said you were there that day. So yeah. Anyway. So it's great that they're doing don't this. Throw out your beer can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it also shows that you know they don't give up on cases if they have leads to them. That's sort of the I whole like point that of it. Too. Yeah, no, totally. Get your guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 2022 season opener has been scheduled for Orlando City Soccer. It's February 27th right. at Exploria Stadium. It's home. Home game. Yeah. Yeah. They don't always open at home. I guess it's 50-50. I'm sure the new owner kind of flexed a little bit to make uh-huh. sure it happened here. I didn't go to any games this year, but you went to a lot. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, how about you, Joey? Did you go to any soccer games? Are you into soccer? I I haven't been to a soccer game since like pre-lockdown. All right, all right. But you had been to an Orlando City. I have been to quite a few. Yeah. All right. It's uh, gotta go. My man's a huge fan. I know he has season tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was (laughs) you have one too. Yeah, because we're homo together. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we have to go. Okay. (laughs) If I don't go with him, he's going to bring someone cuter, so uh, I got to show up. Or meet somebody cuter. One of those soccer players, maybe. Unacceptable. (laughs) So I'll show up in my short shorts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did you hear about this guy that jumped out of a safari truck at Animal Kingdom? I did not. Did you hear about this? Have you done the safari thing at Animal Kingdom? No, but I feel like I would probably jump out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just because you don't want to be there. Anymore. I drink quite a lot at the amusement parks. So uh, it probably would just seem like a good idea. If it was Epcot, yeah. I would be that guy too. I understand. I used to work at Epcot, and it's like a. Really? Yeah. All those kids are drinking all the time. They're just drunk all the time. <laughs> I drink at all of them. 
Yeah. You can't say that. You even, can't say even, they're all just even, drunk working. Even yeah. Magic Kingdom, man. I, I just smuggle it in. I, yeah. I get it. <laughs> you can drink there now, though, right? Don't they have uh, there's some places? They have little kiosks yeah, so. and stuff. Yeah. I believe, yeah. Now, yeah. So wait, some guy jumped out of a... Yeah, but Johnny wasn't even drinking. He was just... He happened to be on the safari with his friends. They just got by this like rhino exhibit, you know, which they can actually get up close to the truck oh, yeah. at the rhino part. And it's he dropped his cell phone, just kind of fell oh, out of the truck. Okay. So we didn't even talk to anyone. He just kind of hopped out of the moving safari truck to go back and get the, the phone. And the truck stopped. He gets back in the truck and the person driving it was like, all right, everybody, that's an example of what not to do. Because <laughs> security will be waiting for us at the end of the ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could have died yeah. here because not even... Rhinos are not the the nicest animals. No, you don't get out around rhinos, uh-uh. dummy. Uh, so he was escorted out, immediate exit, banned from banned the park. Banned for life? And uh, if he was staying at a, a Disney hotel, he lost his reservation. Wow. All those things. And he could have just you know done the ride and they could have sent someone to get his phone for him, but... What would you have done, Joey, in that situation? I would have stayed on the ride, I'm sure. Nothing's worth your phone. You know, like. Uh, I probably wouldn't have dropped my phone, but I don't know. That's true. I probably would have. This is all hypothetical. I'd like to see the list of all the people banned from Disney. I mean, I use my phone on like the ET ride. I'm just filming stuff on the roller coaster. I think yeah. I can get through a safari without. But you got it. those medic hands, you know, yeah. like nothing's falling out. <laughs> Vice grip. Let's take a break. We take a break. Yeah, take a break. Oh my gosh! All yeah, right. that's what happens when you talk about perfume. You lose track of time. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. It's time for your weekly Enzian update. Enzian is Central Florida's only full-time alternative cinema and home to the Eden Bar and the Florida Film Festival. Enzian is screening the film Nightmare Alley, starring Bradley Cooper as an ambitious carny with a talent for manipulating people who hooks up with psychiatrist Kate Blanchett, who's even shadier than he is. I hear we get to see Cooper naked in the bath, too. Happy Christmas to me. Enzian's ramping up for its annual James Bond New Year's party on the 31st, and they've got a whole lineup of amazing films to see before then, including Rare Exports on Saturday. Saturday at noon. That's the one about frozen Santa Claus getting found in an archaeological dig and then he tries to kill everybody. The Wizard of Oz is playing on Sunday at noon. Anna and the Apocalypse is on the 20th, A Christmas Story on the 22nd, and Lethal Weapon on the 28th. Go to enzian.org today to check out their awesome lineup. Blah, blah, blah. Movies. From the DeWitt Law Firm, it's the official attorney of Bungalower and the Bus. It's Mo DeWitt, and this is Mo in a Minute. Hey Mo, I know you always tell people that they should take photos after an accident, but what if I can't take photos? So after an accident, I always say, take pictures of everything. Take pictures of the vehicle, the roadways, the other drivers involved, to document as much as possible. However, obviously, if you're seriously injured, that's not going to be your priority, and you may not be able to do that. Number one rule is focus on getting yourself better. If you're going to be taken away in an ambulance, you're not going to be able to take pictures of the accident scene, obviously. That doesn't stop you from having a case or having a claim. Hopefully, other people at the accident scene take pictures. There may also be surveillance video or red light camera video that we can use. And finally, we can go to the tow yard afterwards and take pictures of the vehicles to document the the damage to the vehicles to help recreate how that accident occurred. So you still absolutely have a case even if you can't take pictures after an accident. Thanks, Mo. And always remember, injured on the go, just call Mo. 
This is Erica for Orange County Library System to tell you about these three things. NEA Big Read events kick off with an informative exhibit that explores the real Klondike Gold Rush as featured in Jack London's adventure classic, The Call of the Wild, on display at Orlando Public Library now through March 11th. Flurry to register for Look, I'm a Scientist, Let It Snow on December 22nd. You'll spend the morning learning the science of snow and then combine ingredients to build your very own snowman. OCLS resumes in-person events, classes, and programs at all branch locations in January 2022. Join us face-to-face for story times, tech classes, author events, and more. For information on these three things and much more, visit OCLS.info or call 407-835-7323. Orange County Library System is your place to learn, grow, connect. Welcome back to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the Bus, John Busdecker. And I have a gigantic sense of my own worth. Brendan O'Connor from Bungalower.com. What are you worth, Brendan? $5. No, come on. Canadian. You're worth more than that. No, uh, we'll have to talk to my people. Okay. With us tonight is Joey Todd of La Jate Perfumery. Or just La Jate. La Jate works, yeah. yeah. Sure. You can say that. We're hanging out in Ivanhoe. We're in the shop here. We're smelling yeah, good. Getting comfortable now. Yeah, we are. There we so are. So comfortable. Uh-huh. Joey, you also, super secret, you, you also own a downtown venue that people might know about. I'm a partner in Hanson Shoe Repair and Bauhaus, the bars, the cocktail yeah, bar sounds in the home. same mm-hmm. building. Yes. And that's it all. If you don't know about the building, the, it was literally, there was a shoe man, Mr. Hanson. And he, he walled off an alleyway and made it into a building. That's right. And well, now it's still there. What was the bar before? Um, Envy. And, is that it? Envy? Okay. Envy Art Bar. It was New Vision Photography. Right. And then the guy, Kurt, from New Visions, he's kind of you know, with, with one of my, my other partners, Jeff. Um, they're, they're sort of doing this like beer and wine thing. This is way back. Okay. And it was kind of like Hanson's itself was, was sort of like a socialite, a secret, it was like a legitimate speakeasy. Yeah. 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 Um, when he when he first kind of built it so there was a code to the door i remember that yeah people downtown would just kind of come and access it through the code and walk themselves up yes. and you had like an open bar people would bring their own bottles that kind of a vibe so it actually was like pretty much a legit yeah. after hours like a spot speakeasy and i uh, remember envy because it was one of the first bars i went to when i moved here to orlando and i used to always call it the adams family bar because it just inside it was kind of like it wasn't spooky but it just kind of yeah. had like an adams family like, vibe like made. gothic yeah yeah, yeah yeah the yeah. building the building is definitely the best part of it. i mean it's just beautiful and yeah. everything that's pretty much been done in there like aesthetically has just been the kind of in, enhance what's already there, you know. It's a cool like place. Accentuate the actual structure. All right, Brendan. We talk about headlines and, and news here on Bungalow on the Bus. If you like what you hear, go to bungalower.com. You can uh, read all about it. We got while well, we're talking about downtown. Some big news that just came out while we're recording this is uh, Creative City Projects talking about taking their Immerse Festival outside of downtown. This is crazy because I mean it's such a big event. It just happened. You were in it this year. You were a merman. I was in a dumpster. Uh huh. Did you see that? I don't know if I saw that. Yeah. But I, <laughs> you, so wait, I you probably go. can't miss it. Uh, a man in a dumpster dressed like know. a merman. I don't know how I would have missed that. <laughs> I was right at Pine and Orange, actually, right next to your location. They filled up a dumpster with water, and then I sat in there and I gave out pearls of wisdom to people in drag. 
good times. But it's been a, a, a <laughs> I don't know how I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been a huge event. Immerse has been a huge event for, for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And uh, thousands of people come downtown for it every I year. I would argue to say one of the blockbuster events for downtown Orlando. Like yeah. One of the bigger ones. And this last one brought up, they estimate like 100,000 people came downtown. Because it's multi-day. And yep. so, uh, and they have different performers from all over different local arts groups. Thousand different performers were there, you know, including myself. And, and it's, they were mostly funded by a big grant from the tourist tax development dollars. From the of, county. From the county. Uh-huh. Um, and they are now just talking about like what does it look like in this changing world of of sponsored dollars? Because they may because they going forward they may not get this money from not, the county. Well, and the county's not giving out tourist tax dollars right now for the at least they didn't really for this year, and so maybe they won't do it next year. And they just ran out of those funds, so they're just tabling like what does it look like if we move this outside of downtown? And we heard about it, we reached out, we got a quote, and we have the story up on bungalore.com if you want to read about it in full um but it like what does that look like it's it, it was made to be downtown yeah they're talking about maybe using it like an olympic style bid process where people like other municipalities can put in a bid and maybe have it and they're downtown so. and, and when i read that i guess i thought oh like winter garden might have it or sanford yeah. might have it but but we were talking off the air and he you were was. like well it could be anywhere in the region or this yeah. the united Atlanta, states really you know, highest bidder and so they're they're doing things all over the place like they have a they're up in jacksonville or gainesville i think doing their dazzling nights christmas show and they're doing it here too at Lou yeah, Gardens. same time yeah. so that's they're getting more into those events that tour around and uh, and go all over the world Ideally, I'd be sad to see it go because it has grown. I mean, it literally grew up here. I mean, it yeah. started here as like a, a I don't want to say a small, but it was kind of a small thing at first. There's, and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger every year. There's some missing things, I think. And I'd be interested to hear what Joey has to say about it. But I always thought there was a disconnect between that festival and like the businesses downtown. Because I don't know how much of it translated to businesses in those bars. There was a lot of complaining around oh, yeah? downtown bar owners about exactly that yeah it shuts down the street yeah there's a ton of stuff like that that doesn't totally make sense but yeah there's there's a lot of disconnect between uh, uh, sometimes between planning and and the downtown nightlife but um actually one of my my friends uh, justin easton just became I call him the Night Czar. I don't yeah, really know yeah. what his title is, but he's Nightmare. Like the Nightmare. And um, we talked about him last week. We don't know him. Oh, really? What do we think? Oh, of he's us? amazing. Okay. Trust me, he's like the best person for the. Yeah, he's amazing. So he's taken over that position from from Nikki Greco, who's like also one of my really good friends. So um, I don't know. He's a, he's a good fit, but he's familiar with the downtown scene and. Um, he actually worked at Hanson's for, for quite a while too. So he's just kind of familiar with, with the nightlife and with, uh, you know, the V group guys, TMG guys, that kind of stuff. So transportation planner too. So he kind of gets that side of it. I I mean, I'll say uh, when I was down for, to see you, Brendan, as a merman, I went and got (laughs) some beers. I went and had some food. And so, I mean, I wouldn't have done that had, had I not been down there. But but I get what you're saying. It may not translate to everybody like that. But I also well, they take the the issue isn't isn't that the issue is that they're taking in outside vendors and it's like uh, why are you on our street selling beer? Who are you? 
Okay. We can come out of our own bar on our own street and sell our beer in the city that we like. Wouldn't that know? be cool? Like extend the patio for the event and then each business. Yeah. Yeah. Because most of those. And outside who vendors coming, who aren't from Orlando. Yeah. They don't need to be here. Yeah. No, you know I, mean? I mean, I can see that. I like that. I, I can like see that. That's how I it mean, works at Art Basel. Totally. You know? Totally. Yeah. And I, and I'm, I, I, if There'd I be remember, some kneecaps <laughs> in <laughs> Miami. Yeah, if you yeah they're not that. playing that. They're not playing that. But they're not going to be out front of live with like you know a, a kiosk selling beers. Like it's not going to happen. No. You know? And and if I remember right, at Immerse, I I couldn't walk around with a beer on the streets there unless I had like a VIP pass, right? No, you still have to stay within those fenced areas. And I, and I don't. I, and and I get this is not probably Immerse's job to do that. I'm sure it's the city of Orlando and the county and ordinances and all that. But I don't see why you can't make that like a festival where if they people can have in, beers. If they fenced in that whole area, they could. Then then figure a way out to do that. I, and once again, I think this isn't just on them. I don't think this is just on Immerse. I think it's on yeah. There's everybody. a there's a food issue you know there's never really they don't bring in any food vendors no. for it which no. we always hear people complaining about that so there is some growth that could happen and if it did stay downtown what a great way to work with local bar, bar owners or mm-hmm. business owners downtown to like extend into the festival somehow yeah uh, for to sure do those things but i guess maybe the the other side of it is they wouldn't make any money off of that if they weren't controlling the bar money right if the, because they control but, the bars. But it's all part of having more and more people. You say, okay, yeah. well, now we're going to have a lot more people. Then you can go out and get more sponsors, too. Yeah. I don't, I'm not running. I mean, I'm not the guy doing the numbers, so I, I could be <laughs> totally wrong. I just show up and have fun. We'll see. We'll see. Actually, another downtown subject is uh, Mad Cow. Mad Cow Theater. Uh-huh. Back in the headlines. Are you following this, Joey? No. Oh, yeah. good. We'll bring you up. I don't even know what that is. Oh, no? <laughs> no. You're a downtown guy. Yeah, I am. That I says know. everything I need to know. So <laughs> this is a, a down to the CRA, the Community Redevelopment Agency. It's like it redirects tax monies downtown to make downtown more specific. Like they'll save a little bit of it uh, to, to reuse downtown and make it even cooler every year. So a portion of that was used to... Uh, subsidize a theater space over by 55 west like yeah. above the graffiti junction there and okay. so that's and been they've there. been there 10 years or so they Ten built years. the theater kind of for them and at that time there weren't really any theater spaces downtown right no. we want theater downtown it's going to be this the issue it just turns out part of their arrangement with the city was they were supposed to be paying for like common area fees with 55 west but they just never paid them so they were what a hundred and some thousand dollars behind uh because they never paid these fees they just got a letter for terminating their lease from the city of orlando in november saying all right you're out you haven't paid this these monies that you're you're never gonna pay it so we need you to skedaddle yeah skadoodle (laughs) (laughs) and they were supposed to leave they still haven't left no they're just they're just squatting squatting. (laughs) and they just put out another announcement that they're going to be having a show through the end of the month john even though they're they're so it's called mad cow theater yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's mad cow theater yeah yeah. Uh, okay that's weird (laughs) but in that same month that they were told that they had to leave they were allowed to get money from they were approved by the county to get tourist tax development dollars seventy seven thousand dollars to like who, to i mean how do you, them. who approves that well that's i think it's for does? that street though as well like that street is mind-blowing it's the most beautiful street downtown it's like you feel like you're in little like some little new orleans or totally something. and ever since they took tara and church off and what i mean the last the last 
bar that was successful even over there after like the whole Mako era and all uh-huh. that craziness was was our bar it was V Group which was like Native and Oak Room and Herman's which was a sister love bar me of some Herman's. I love Herman's too who was the bartender there there was a guy that I don't remember his name anyway there's a few I, <laughs> could, right, I could rattle them off right, we don't have too many right, of them right, but yeah who there's a few <laughs> but um, no but it's just like you know they, they closed that because of landlord issues and all kinds of other stuff and it's just like that who even knows what it is now and that whole that whole street is like a ghost ghost town house on church is doing a good job blue i think she's doing a pretty good job with her space really um yeah it's full they do their own shows food's great there it's not subsidized by the city no um, I just thought it was interesting that they, the sit, but the county has stepped in and said, yes, we did approve for this cash, but now you have to prove that you've settled your debt with the city if you want to get it. Oh, okay. Um, well, that's is, good. Is At how there's that some stipulations went. there. Yeah, but, but ultimately, if they don't have the good books and they're behind on their money, how do they qualify for county money? And not no just idea. county money, tourist tax development daughter, dollars, which is supposed to be reinvested into programs that pushes tourism enhances tourism in the county you cannot tell me there are tourists going to mad cow theater shows joey doesn't even know what the <laughs> it is he had never even i'm sure some tourist during the last 10 years has gone to a bar mad just cow. up the street from it's, mad a, cow. it's actually it's actually starting to ring it's above the sushi spot yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah it's over ne- there. i know what you're talking about now i've never been in there no <laughs> which which that's part of the problem right yeah. it's like so not a i success. think like five years ago i saw my ex-girlfriend walking in there from the street and i was like i'm never going there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wrote that place off in my mind she got it in the breakup <laughs> i get it visit orlando their magical dining uh initiative this year raised two hundred eighty-nine thousand dollars. more or less than previous years i think more really yeah that's they extended great. it a little bit that's, and that's great that's where uh they were selling 30 seven dollar pre-fee meals at participating yeah, restaurants i don't think i went to any of them though none no i don't well, need I, I don't need a reason to go out to certain places though but you could have supported these super cool it's true. organizations it's true. <laughs> or you could just they, it sounds like they did all right without check. Me. they did <laughs> they did they did a good job so congrats to visit orlando uh I, although i am interested like how much did they spend on the program like marketing it yeah versus and then what do you raise well, it goes to charity, so that's good, right? Uh, Instacart just released their top grocery items for 2021. <laughs> All right, now we're talking. <laughs> finally, I'm 40 minutes into the <laughs> show. We're finally going to talk about some news. What do you, you're not going to guess. So uh, toilet paper. Talk. No. Hand sanitizer. Uh, well, no, that's in there. Okay. But like food items. Oh, what do you okay. Think, what do you think? We're, Is number one? Yeah. Man, that's tough. Uh, or in the top three, at least. I, I mean, for me, it's like almond milk, <laughs> eggs, uh huh, and bread. Like those are eggs those. is up there. Okay, uh, Joey, what do you think is the top most ordered Orlando item on Instacart? <laughs> uh, Orlando, uh-huh. <laughs> probably. Uh, can you get liquor? <laughs> Uh, you can, but oh. it wasn't. But I was. Uh, it's not liquor. Is there no. beers on there? Like I mean, Cooper's would, Light? Would, yeah. Bud Light? <laughs> the, the most ordered alcohol is Cabernet, Light Lager, Champagne, and Prosecco. Oh, so all like generic things. All right. And very like light. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. All right. The top favorite items were plantains, green broccoli, and prepared sandwiches and wraps. Interesting. Isn't that weird? Okay. 
plantains. I'm into it. I don't plantains. Think I, I mean, I don't think I've ever got plantains. I'm the plantains. only guy in Florida that hates plantains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really do. You don't get them? I don't like them. I got nothing against it's them. It's like a banana. I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, limited with my savory sweet combos that I like. That's not one of them. What is one of them? Uh, Lay it on us, Joey. I don't know. I, gotta, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like uh, uh, pan thai, I guess. Okay. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't either. Thai. What is that? Thai, like Thai food, like sweet and savory. Oh, okay. Ah, okay. I, li- I, like, right. I like sweet savory, but when it's more in the savory realm than the sweet, usually. I get that. Yeah, I'm not a huge. I'll eat anything. So. <laughs> and he does. <laughs> Lulu the dog is trying to kiss me. Yeah. Things to say? Oh, you're so cute. Uh, Dead Words Brewing is now open this I'm, weekend. I'm excited for this. I drive by it all the time. It's. Have you heard about this, Joey? New brewery. Brewery. I have. Yeah. Brewery. <laughs> you don't seem excited about it. I'm just. I'm partial to Sideward, man. It's like I just live over there. All right. That's, the best. That's fine. No, I don't even care about new spots. Of, you know? There's a little bit of drama behind that too, because when Sideward had been open for a while, and they have a very. Oh, I know. You're very upset with me. <laughs> Lulu's mad and huffing. Um. Sideward has like a cultish branding, you know, like it's mm-hmm. it's a little hellish. Uh-huh. And this dead word thing came out of nowhere. Nobody knew who they were. And they had kind of similar branding. We didn't know what it was all about. But it turns out it's named after the oldest beer recipe in the world, the hymn to Ninkasi. And Ninkasi is the Sumerian beer goddess. Ah. And so they were thinking of just like old world Dead languages, dead civilization. So dead words brewing is where it came I'm from. I'm excited. I mean, it's on OBT. On OBT in the old Al's Army surplus uh-huh. Army shop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, looks, it looks pretty from the street. It looks like it's a fun place to hang out from the road. It's going to be really cool. I'm excited. I'll check it out. I will, too. I do love me some side word, though. They're great. And their branding is very similar. I mean, unfortunately, it comes down to the beer, not it's the true. branding. So we'll it's see. True. It's true. I like be that. Good. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Joey I, says that. I got quite a few Sideward t-shirts and some some mugs and some hats, but uh, it's really about the And beer. those operators are awesome. They are pretty awesome. And there's nothing know. like it on that side of town in terms of brew. Oh, well, that's not true. There's a brewery over across from Exploria Stadium. What? Yeah. The Broken Strings. Oh, Broken Strings. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I could always use another brewery. Charles Frizzell. He's yeah. a nice guy. Yeah. I love that spot, too. The, um, I was I was in some dealings with that group, the uh, Giovanni over there, over that like owns that, that building. And I remember when it was just a shell. So like what they did with it is actually really impressive. Giovanni Fernandez. Yeah, Giovanni. Yeah. He's my uh, fake boyfriend. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I got a big old crush on Giovanni. <laughs> as everybody who listens to this show knows. <laughs> The first time I met him, he got out of his big truck and his hair was blowing in the wind and I forgot all the questions I was supposed to ask. <laughs> really? Just, yeah, I couldn't handle it. Mm. And he just has short hair. So I'm Yeah, that's what I was that's what I'm trying to figure <laughs> out. Yeah, what are you talking about? Is that guy bald? Like, <laughs> like what's it's going a, on? It's high and tight, but I still was like, oh. <laughs> sunlight broke through the clouds. Uh, King Bao. Opening a new location in Winter Park. And I'm the, excited. Yeah. The, Close to my house. The former home of uh, Bad A's Sandwich. We've already said swear words in the first part of this show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Joey. You set the tone. That's all right. We'll, we'll bleep out Bad A's if we have bad to. Bad A's. But King Bow's opening up on Fairbanks in the old Bad A's. Used to be a pizza place, too. Brooklyn Pizza, I think it was called. Joe's Pizza. One of the Joey's. two. Yeah. 
So not too far from Four Rivers and um, Hunger Street, Hunger Hunger Street, Street Tacos. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what what happens there. They say it'll open in January. Is it a cursed location, though? Like, I mean, they've had a few places that have opened and closed. No, it was just baddies just wasn't a good fit for the neighborhood. All right. Yeah, All right. they just weren't into it. I think Bowers will do well over there. And this is their set. So this isn't like they weren't they closing. Do, they probably will do well, yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit. Uh, yeah. It's I don't different. believe I mean, in cursed locations thing. either. No. Like people say the spot, oh, the old Barley Barley one. And Barley yeah, Barley's killing it. I mean, King Bow, pretty rad. Yeah. You know, like that, that sa- the sandwich shop that will remain nameless <laughs> for the radio. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> really good, but I mean, you know, there's sandwiches like on every corner kind of a thing, you know. Can I say my only pet peeve about King Bow's? And it's not with the food. And it's not even with the parking over is there. It the smell? Like, no, no, it's the it's the lighting in there. What and the one it? on Mills. It, it's just like these hospital fluorescent lights in there. I hate that, man. I'm all about lighting. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. No. Everything else is great. There in was there. that diner downtown that I was like so mad because all I've ever <laughs> I've I've just had this like dream. I love diners. I don't know why. They're, I do too. I like, like drive-ins and dives as well. They're like cathartic. It's uh-huh. like it's um, I don't know. They're just relaxing. And I would go there like some oh Denzel Washington thing by myself yeah. with a book, you know. But then you would walk in there after hours with a girl that you ripped out of a club or something, and then you're just in these like dentist lights trying to eat yeah. country fried steak. Like, yeah. what are you guys doing? Dim the lights in here, man. Like, yeah. I'm drunk. Uh-huh. Just, and this, this girl's drunk too with yeah, me. And, and now I'm like, now I'm totally not interested. Like, I just saw her. Because I can see her. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. She might not be interested either. You know what I mean? Who anyway, knows? I like Kim Bao. I think they're great. I just, I don't love the lighting in that Mills location. Well, if you're listening, guys, change your lighting. There. For John. I mean, obviously they do fine without me. I, I still go there. It's just not my favorite lighting ambiance, scheme. Ambiance is everything. All right. Right. All right. Well, I don't have much time. Okay. There's a former, the former Parliament House property. Plans were just released for that. If you want to take a look at what they're going to be building, big old multifamily apartment building. Good. Yeah. Right by the brewery. So right by the brewery. Uh-huh. They can all just pop over there. Sure can. It's kind of a boring design. I think it could have been. I really thought they cool. were coming in the old city arts building. Oh no! This is the location where Parliament used to be. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. They leveled it, putting apartments there. There's a new. Yeah, that's sad. Residential development said. going in in the milk district called the Milk Stacks. If you want to see what that looks like, go check it out. And that's led by Adam Wonis, who uh, flipped like what sixty homes in the milk district. Uh-huh. Everybody was mad at him when he did that. Well, right? I was kind of mad at yeah. him too. I met him. He's younger than I am. He's just that's like, why you're mad because you're like you're successful. You're successful. I'm on a radio show at eight <laughs> o'clock on a Friday. But they all kind of look the same. All the houses. That's the only note I had uh-huh. for him. Was like, can you make the houses look different? Because we started calling it like. When he flipped those houses, we called it wonusing. <laughs> you wonus a house. Uh-huh. You just make it look like everybody else's. And uh, the Front Yard Festival at Dr. Phillips Art pre- Performance, blah, 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 is ending. Ending? Yeah, they're yeah. not going to get rid of it. Yeah. All of that temporary stuff. Okay, I the, can see that. That Steinmetz Hall, the, the new performance space with the mm-hmm. perfect acoustics is about to open. And then they're going to tackle the front yeah. area they, I to mean, make they want to sell those seats inside because they don't want... It's just better for them business-wise. I agree. Yeah. Higher plus, tickets. Plus, it's easier when it rains. You don't want to be all outside. And that's so. it for the week, man. All right. Joey, thank you so much for having thank us you. here. Yeah, we smell better just sitting in here. Yeah. <laughs> My <laughs> wife's going to be like, where were you? Who were you with? I, bring <laughs> I was with Joey Ty. Like, where did Brendan right. take you? Yeah. <laughs> you went to a gay bar. <laughs> it doesn't smell like desperation, though. It just smells good. Uh, come and check them out. La yeah. Jate, great place for holiday shopping. 
and we'll have the information up online so you can find them. Yep. All right. We'll see you guys next week.